tracking sport across the southeast. Sports Beat Extra. worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in Tom and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Good evening and welcome along to Sports Beat Extra. I'm Andy and here's what's coming up on the show today. Coming up a little later, Beats Club Focus kicks off again as we meet the fantastic crew from the Southland Sirens Roller Derby in County Waterford. But now I'm delighted to be joined by Gary Hoey of Irish Amputee Football to talk all things footy following the national team's successful Nations League campaign which saw them qualify for next year's European Championships in France. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Gary, thanks very much for joining me. Only one place to start, that fantastic Nations League campaign. You drew with France, were very unlucky to lose 2-1 to Italy and then hammered Germany 6-0. Yourself and the lads must have been delighted. We were delighted and disappointed because we went out there with, with the expectation to win to win the Nations League because we know we're pushing very close to break into the top four in Europe in amputee football. So it's... Good to get the win and the draw, but we know we had the beating of, of all teams when we were over there. Yeah, especially that Italy game, I suppose, as we said, it was unlucky. You lost 2-1, missed a couple of chances at the end, the penalty, and they went on to win that division. Now they'll be up in Division A, and as you say, you're definitely on a par with them. So is that probably a target now for the next Nations League campaign? That would be the, the, the next uh thing to try and do like we do want to break into the top four in Europe uh, the Nations League is something that will do that but that won't happen there again for another two years time uh, the way they're rolling out amputee football is now there's going to be competitive football every year so one year you're going to have a Nations League the next year you're going to have a European Championship then a Nations League and then a World Cup so it's kind of feathering into uh, mainstream football as well like the way the, 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 the men's team is doing it then too and the, and the women's team yeah, it's great to see that it, it's really on the rise, as you say, more and more games. It, it can only be better for the sport in general, I suppose, all those games at international tournaments as well. Well, it's, it's, raising, the, it's raising the profile of amputee football. Like, amputee fo- football is one of the fastest growing football games in the world with so many new teams taking it up on a regular basis. Like, on the last I knew, I think there could have been 55 uh, international teams playing it all around the world. And like the more people know about it, the more the more teams that want to do, that want to take part and play in it, and the more competitive it gets. And I mean, the IAFA was founded back in 2011, which seems so recent. But how much progress has been made, in your opinion, say over the last 12 years? Yeah, the IAFA, as you said, there was set up in 2011 with Simon Baker and Christine McGilligan, and we've we've come on leaps and bounds from when we we've started. Like we kind of went backwards a bit. We started off as an international team, then slowly we progressed into a, a, into a league level. So at the minute, like we have our own uh, Irish league running where we have three Irish clubs playing: Bohemians, Cork City, and Shamrock Rovers. So we have. Homegrown football, then we have the international level now. So we, we've progressed it on that way. There is also the junior camp as well, where we have uh, children from the ages of six, seven upwards training, and they'll be the next 
grassroots level as such but it's it's a matter of trying to grow the sport overall they play up hill like amputee football is one of them sports where you can be male or female and play it's not just gen just for the male population absolutely you mentioned the irish amputee juniors there some of them headed off in august to poland for the the junior camp and how important is it to get the young lads and girls into it as early as possible and make them feel included in the in the sport. Ireland was very lucky. Like we hosted the very first junior camp like a couple of years ago here in Ireland. So we, we started the role with that. Uh, it's great to have them in at a young age because they can pick up the sport really quickly. It's the same as any other sport. The, the, the younger you start playing it, it stands to you as you progress in, in age. So you'll bring that in, into the more international side of the things when you when you come into a senior senior level. Like I suppose at the junior level, there's not really competitive games or anything like that. It's just training, and the likes of the junior camps in the summer is something for the for the, for the kids to look forward to. Like they all went over to Poland, and I think there could have been maybe 140 or 150 kids playing football. Amazing. From the ages of five up to sixteen, which is great for them because they all come together. They're all in a power. They're all together. Playing, playing a game that they love and there's no there's no difference from, from one child to the next Yeah absolutely and I saw a, a clip on the, the Amputee Football website where a parent she was speaking about her child who was in a school you know and they didn't have any other Amputee footballers around him and he found that he was thriving then in that environment by being able to go and train with other Amputee footballers and that's obviously a great kind of community network for them to have also it's a great community network, but it also helps bring on the child uh, in other aspects then as well, not just physically, mentally then as well, that there's no difference. Like when we take off our legs or take off our arms to go out and play football, we see no difference. We're, we're athletes. We want to go out and compete to perform to the best of our ability. We don't want people to say, oh, look at them, aren't they great? They're missing a leg or missing an arm. We want them to say, wow. This is look at what they're able to do on a pair of crutches. That's unbelievable. The fitness, the energy level, the stamina, the agility that they, that they, that they can move around on crutches at speed. Yeah, it really is amazing. I see some of the the highlights there from that Nations League campaign, and you you hit the nail on the head. The the banner on the the website, you know, we want people to say well, not ah, oh. and with the progress of say the senior team over the last few years in particular. Is that kind of starting to ring true now, do you think? People are really impressed by the skill level as well as the athleticism. Oh, once people come, like you can, as you've seen there on the YouTube clips or on our social media, you can watch, you can watch it, it looks great, but until people see it live, they can't get over it because you hear the noises, like people talk about hurling the class of the ash. You see amputee football and you hear crutches clashing against each other, there's no one hot there. No, there's no one hurt. There's no one injured. But it's 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 physical. People are stepping across that white line to win a game, and 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 the perform. It's 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 a really entertaining game to watch live. Yeah, it really seems to be full full blooded, as you say. There's no no holding back, and that's great to see as well. I suppose that that competitive edge it doesn't take away, no matter what level you're at. No, no matter what level you're at, like. People are introduced into the game slowly, and as they progress on, they, 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 they get to know their abilities, what they can do. Like there's certain people that are very skillful on, on the crutches and on the ball. There's other people then that can that can be more a little bit more aggressive, I suppose, and 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 be a great defensive player. So there's it's the same as every other game. 
you know, is you have players with the flair, with the touch that can score fantastic goals. You have players then that will intercept passes, that will tackle and break up a play. It's You want all them type of players in your team. You mentioned him a bit earlier there, Chris McGilligan. What is it like having him as the man at the helm? Well, Chris, has been with Amputee Football since the very start. He still plays in the Irish League. He plays with Bohemians at the minute. Uh, and the manager end of it, like he's he, his game has upped a serious level there now, and especially there with the Nations League, the work that he does behind, uh, checking out different teams, setting us up tactic, uh, tactically and everything, even trying to video analysis of our games, of our opponent games, we sit down and we go through, this is what we want you to do. There's a game plan from start to finish. And if you stick to your game plan and have belief in your manager, you will win. And that just shows from the our last our last Nations League, we are a team going places. Yeah, definitely. The great progress made, even look at that, that last Euros back in 2021, you lost out in the quarterfinals to the eventual champions, Turkey. And what was that experience like? You know, they've obviously won the Euros twice, but to give them a good run, I mean, you lost 4 0 in the quarter final, but they went on to score 5 mm. and 6 in, in the semi and final. Yeah, like we were the only team, I think, that every other team lost by more than four goals. Uh, it was only 1 0 at half time against Turkey, if I remember right. Uh, at half time, they came off the pitch and they were rattled. They didn't know what. They thought they were going to hammer, hammer us. Again, it was down to just us being dogged, uh, sticking to what we had to do. And we were just, it's just one of them ones, we were just unlucky, but we knew, we knew we put it up to them. And people then saw that game, this is a team we have to be careful of and be mindful of. I've been lucky enough, I've played in three World Cups, I've played in two European Championships. These are these are things that I never thought I would get to experience. There was, like I lost my leg 14 years ago, never thought I'd play football again. And now I, am, I have over 50 international caps played in countries all around the world and that it is it's a great feeling absolutely and I mean you say you know it's been 14 years and you know you, you've never looked back now with all those under your belt but what would you say to maybe younger lads or or not even young lads but someone who has recently lost a limb or anything how do they go about getting involved in the football well if they can contact us through our social media sites or our email address irishamputeefootball at gmail.com or through social, social media Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram or there we can make contact they can make contact with us and we'll link them in with different training sessions and that and progress them along slowly so like it's the, the opportunities there if they just want to play rec, recreational football they can do that through the Irish League if they like what they do if they like what they're enjoying and they want to progress it on then they can step it up into international trainings, training, and we t- and it's all taken from there. Fantastic. Touching on that that Germany game, obviously it was it was a great win, but uh, Neil Hoy got injured in that game, and there was a Facebook post then later on of Neil. He had scored his first goal, and he was getting his pennant for for that first international goal. And there were some comments from some of the Germany team under the post, you know, wishing them all the best. Is that an indicator of the kind of great spirit between the competitive teams off the field? It is like once you step off the pitch, everything's all forgot about. Uh, like your friends at the end of the day, you shake hands. They all wanted to know that Neil was all okay, and like Neil has been. I've been in contact with Neil since we came home, and Neil's doing well. He just he was very unlucky. He just stumbled over onto onto his back and they were just worried about maybe in case there was a neck or a spinal injury but all the right precautions was taken and 
there's nails nails it dead on. And Gary, what would you like to see for the future of Irish amputee football? People have often ask me what's maybe holding amputee football back, and I see it as maybe there's three things holding amputee football back. Uh, first one would be player pool, so it would be funding. So we need more players and funding then as well, because going on these international competitions aren't cheap. So we'd be concentrating to fundraise. We have our own Irish League. We be looking for sponsors for that then as well, and that our feeds then into having training weekends and getting to different countries to be able to represent your country. As we said, it's it seems to be really rapidly on the rise. Just even getting the the promotion of the game, I suppose, up will be a big factor. Promotion is probably a big thing. Maybe it, it could be the third thing that's that's holding it back because a lot of people don't know about amputee football. Uh, they don't realise that you actually take off your prosthetic arm or your prosthetic uh, leg to play the game. And they don't realise this is how it's played until they actually physically see it. I'd encourage people to, if there's ever a game or to see if a game that's going to be held in their area to come out and watch it, to watch them on YouTube. I did a, a list of players there a while ago of where all we're from. We actually have no players from the southeast. Really? We've no players from Waterford. We've no players from Tipperary. No, we have them from Wexford, which is which there is amputees out there. It's a matter of trying to get in contact with them to show them the sport, to show them the door is open to a pathway to, to play for your country. Well, look, hopefully with with this bit of interview here, we'll be able to get a few a few more bodies from the southeast on board. It'd be great to have it because like we tr- we tr- we have a lot of training sessions every so often in care in Tipperary. So like, you know, even then, they've been very good to us. Brilliant. And finally then, Gary, just to come full circle and have a quick look ahead then to that European Championships next year. They're taking place in in France in May and June 2024. What do you think the goal will be for yourselves in the squad? Well, we're actually back training now in October. So we're going to be starting off training there again for that. The goal will be to go on into the competition as far as we can go. The thing about these competitions, when you go to them, everybody finishes in a ranked position. So you will have a team that will finish first. You will have a team that will finish fifth, sixth, seventh. So we want to break into the top four in Europe. Well, listen, Gary, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I wish you all the best for not just the European, but all the way through as long as you're playing and, and as long as all the lads are playing. And hopefully you'll get the backing, the funding, the support that you need. Thanks very much. Sports Beat Extra. Beats. Many thanks to Gary there and congratulations again to the lads on qualifying for next year's Euros. Now, it's time to kick off Club Focus 23-24 with the wonderful crew down at Southland Sirens Roller Derby. This is Sportsbeat Extra. Hi, my name is Sheena. My derby name is Aquinox and I skate with Southland Sirens Roller Derby here in Waterford. So we train twice a week every Tuesday and Thursday in Kingfisher Club and we have our beginners on a Tuesday night and we have our advanced skaters on a Thursday night. So the club was formed in 2015. It was actually our coach, Jim, who's our one of our founding members. Um, he had tried out roller derby and he thought, um, this is great, I like this, but I think coaching is more my thing. So he set up the Southland Sirens in 2015 here in Washford. And uh, we've been going great ever since. So we're in our eighth year now. So we have uh, 15 current um, senior skaters and we have uh, new recruits starting actually next Tuesday. We had an 
open night on Tuesday night which was a great success and we'll be starting our Learn to Skate programme next Tuesday um, so if anybody uh, wants to come along <laughs> it's not too late um, so our beginners obviously skate on the Tuesday and then our uh, senior skaters skate on Thursday And where's the best place to get in contact with you for the open night? It's all about socials I swear it's my catchphrase um, so Facebook Instagram we have TikTok we have an email um, so you could uh, email southlandsirens at gmail.com if you have any queries or just message any of our pages so everybody has everybody's at a different skill level and also we have lots of different positions with roller derby so we'd have um, fast skaters who'd be our jammers we'd have like really strong skaters who'd be our blockers so it's a real range um, of different abilities and also we're super inclusive and you know you find that some people come in and they just feel like it's oh they could never do this and sometimes you just have to go outside of your comfort zone and just put on a pair of skates and go for it <laughs> most irish people associate sport with chasing a ball around the field it's not quite that so what's a kind of brief synopsis i suppose of roller derby <laughs> well it doesn't involve a ball so <laughs> um so roller derby i suppose the best way to describe it is like chess and rugby on skates it's a very strategic game. I know it looks kind of brutal sometimes, but um, everybody knows what they're doing and everybody knows where they need to be. So it really is like a chessboard and getting into the right position. Um, but also just lots of hits and knocks. <laughs> you want to get that jammer out of the way. So the two jammers from each team have to try and pass the blockers and every hip that they pass, they get a point. So I suppose you could throw in rounders with that as well. <laughs> so I have to ask about the nicknames. Where do they come from? So this is this is all about the sports that came from America. So the most unique thing about roller derby is everybody picks a roller derby name. Um, you pick your own name. You also pick your own number as long as nobody else has the number on the team. So uh, usually they're really creative num- names. Um, we have Belle, who is Bella de Brawl. She's a Disney princess, so she wanted something that was related to Disney. Um, we have another Disney princess, Ariel, who is Ariel Assault. <laughs> but she loves Ariel. <laughs> um, so you'd have a derby name and then you'd have a track name. So that's why Ariel's called Ariel, Belle is called Belle. My derby name is Aquinox, but my track name is Knox. So we have some really unusual names. We've got Nasty, Jinx, Stitch. There's loads of names in their hazard so um sometimes when people come in first they're like what's with all these strange names <laughs> but it makes us unique so when you come into the hall um you have an alter ego you know you have a different name so you come in and whatever's going on that day in your life it's just left at the door and you come in and you just have fun on skates so um our last training session of the year is always the last week of christmas and we always have a christmas party night and it's just it's been going on for years now and we just came up with the idea of hunger hippos we're like we could totally do that get a couple of baskets and some balls and use our skates and push each other in and become hippos (laughs) so um yeah everybody loves hunger hippos and we only do it once a year so there's great excitement for when we do that but we also have rudolph relay and we have loads of other games that we found on skates and pass the parcel on skates and yeah it's good fun yeah and also uh we do love a parade we were in waterford pride parade there in june and also we were in the saint patrick's day parade in waterford which were the overall winners the theme was best of waterford so we decided to do an homage to the copper coast miners so we were head to toe in minor gear on skates (laughs) but it worked we won so we were delighted with that so what would you do if you were the recipients of the thousand euro bursary Oh, wow. Okay, so we have a rental scheme, a gear rental scheme that we've been building over the last eight years. It started with 
one bag of skates that someone said here you can have these and for somebody who couldn't get their skates at the time so we decided to create a gear rental scheme and we've been building it so if you don't have skates you can come in and rent them um, for the duration so you're not um, you know under financial burden to buy skates straight away if you don't think it's for you so we would love to be able to build up on our rental gear and also uh, we're hoping to have our first home game next year early next year and putting a game together you know, it's expensive, so that would be we definitely go towards that as well. We'd love to do that. Ah, uh, hello, my name is Nasty, and I'm a member of Southland Rural Derby team. And I started, I joined a team, surely by accident. I was invited by my friend to do some skating. I thought it's going to be just skating a little bit, a fun. And when I found out it's actually a very rare and unusual sport, which is not many people know about. And they just hooked up to it from a very first moment. It's just so much fun, and they just can't can't stop doing it. So we are doing it for the last five years. I think we stopped for COVID. We couldn't train for two years, and now we try and get back. It's uh, not easy, but we are getting there, getting more people now, and hopefully we'll get going again and uh, start really playing uh, real games, which is very exciting. And really looking forward to it. Hi, my name is Kaylee, and I'm a member of Southland Sirens Roller Derby team here in Waterford and uh, we train two nights a week at Kingfisher. Well initially like I've always kind of been sporty and then god going back to like my childhood I skated a lot and then I basically found out about the one of the open nights I saw it on social media when my friends said to me they were like you used to skate like you know you're quite sporty why don't you go do it, go, like go give it a go and I was like oh okay <laughs> so I came down I skated I had been given a pair of artistic roller skates for Christmas and um, I brought them down tried them out and I was like okay I met some of the people and I was I was sold pretty much straight away I went home and bought all my derby gear which is a big commitment because it's, it's expensive and I went back bought all that stuff and then I started straight in training, learned like all the basic skills, the rules, um, and yeah, here I am now, <laughs> gearing up for a match in Belfast. So, yeah, pretty intense uh, year and a half. <laughs> and your nickname is Ariel, so you're yeah. going to have to tell me the story behind that because there you've got nasty Nessie out there <laughs> and Jinx, and Ariel's not quite in the same mold. Well, now, in saying that, we have a Belle de Brawl on the team, so she, she's a lover of Disney as well. But initially, um, growing up, I just loved Ariel as a Disney princess. And I remember doing my, you had to do a minimum skills test with, um, because of it's the WIFTA regulations. So they're the Flat Track Derby Association. So they like basically set out all the rules and like the standards, the gameplay, things like that. And so their thing is that, you know, you have to pick a derby name. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> what am I going to pick? And I remember going home and I actually said it to my mom. And my mom was the one who actually pushed me into this because we had seen Whippet years ago. And it was something that I never knew existed here. So I was like, I have to pick a derby name now. Like, I, I, I'm very committed to this. Like, I have to pick a good name. She's like, well, you always liked Ariel. So, like, let's, like, so I just looked at, like, different terminology from derby. And, like, I just thought, like, I want, like, like a bad name like I want like a like a nasty nasty name but I also want like to incorporate I suppose my personality and my love for Disney so I was like Ariel Assault my mom said to me what about that what about Ariel Assault I was like love it and that was it it was printed on the shirt then forevermore <laughs> Hi uh, my name is Declan Kelly I'm a new member of the Southland Sirens well my boys played so uh, I was driving them in I thought I might as well stay so that's, that started me off 
and what would you say is your favourite part about the club? Well, I don't know. It's, everybody's different here. Yeah, I'm a fat old bloke, and they don't mind me coming along. You know, there's no uh, idea of who should be here or who's not yeah. here. Anybody's welcome here. Uh, come along and try it out. There's a new course starting every Tuesday night from seven to nine, and you don't have to do any contact work. You just learn how to skate and skate in a group, forwards, backwards, all that sort of thing. Yeah, you love it. Hi, my name is Dee, otherwise known as Jinx on the Track, and I'm a member of Southland Sirens Roller Derby Club. Um, I kind of moved to South Kilkenny there um, a few years ago, and I wanted to join a team sport, and I didn't grow up playing camogie or anything like that, so I was 37, I figured it might be a bit late for me. So I was Googling and I came across um, the Sirens Club here training in the Kingfisher and I figured I don't think many Irish people roller skate so (laughs) let's give it a go and you know maybe I'll just learn how to skate but um, you know I'm a competitive person at heart so within a few sessions I was absolutely hooked I'd gone and bought all the gear and uh, now here I am what four years later after Covid and I'm still loving it Um, you know having a great time and you know for someone who never ever was allowed to skate when they were little uh, sensibly enough um, I've now very unsensibly picked up a sport that involves skating being hit hitting people falling over but all really safely and padded up to the nines so you know not injured (laughs) you know I don't get don't get any injuries from it thankfully but um, no it's great fun it's like rugby on wheels and it's been really nice, you know, meeting new people and, you know, having the crack, having the laugh. And, you know, we've got people of all ages in there from their, like, 20s to their 40s. Um, and, you know, we all just get along and have a great time. We're going to Belfast now in, a, in October as well. And um, this is my first proper, proper match because COVID kind of stopped everything just after I'd started skating. So now I'm like, oh God, I better play an official match before I actually age out a roller derby. But, you know, I'll keep skating as long as they'll have me. And, you know, maybe when I can't uh, be knocked over on the track anymore, I'll, I'll ref or something. Because it's just really a great, fun sport. Sports Beat Extra. Beats 102-103. So there you have it. Southland Sirens Roller Derby are the first club to feature on Beats Club Focus this year. And I have to say it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience witnessing the passion and the fun shared by all members of the club. Don't forget, if you want to nominate your club, you can head over to beat102103.com forward slash club focus for all the details. I'm Andy. Thanks so much for joining me on tonight's Sports Beat Extra. And up next, it is, of course, some banging beat anthems. Tracking sport across the southeast. Sports Beat Extra.